Welcome to His Hands, His Feet podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Camp. Today is an episode where Danielle joins me, and I always really enjoy her sitting down and just talking through a subject with me as an episode for you. And today's subject is one that's in my book, Foster and Adoptive Parenting. And so if you uh, don't have a copy of that, I encourage you to get it. It uh, is an ebook version uh, right now that you can get on Amazon. The print version will uh, be released in early 2017. So it depends on when you're listening to this, whether or not that's available yet. The subject or the topic comes out of a chapter securing your child's attachment and how important that is. And I talk about in the chapter uh, different attachment styles that we all have. Uh, we're all created to attach and to connect. And, and so we have, you know, we're, we're somewhere on that spectrum of attachment. And specifically, our podcast episode today is just talking about the struggle our son had in attaching to us, especially when he was younger, which is very common with uh, children that come from a hard place, uh, specifically foster or uh, adoption. And so, um, again, I appreciate Danielle sitting down and just talking through this this topic with me, even though at times it's a little bit um, difficult emotionally. So let's go ahead and join the conversation. Well, good morning, Danielle. Looks like you got our son off to school okay this morning. Oh, good morning. I'm glad to be here. Oh, he kind of had a tough morning, and I had like one of those mommy failure moments where I forgot to feed him breakfast before we left the house. <laughs> but luckily, uh, he has a wonderful teacher this year who came up with a solution, and he had food in his tummy to start the day, and hopefully we'll have a successful day at school. We'll have to remember that for maybe an episode where we talk about how important it is that they eat well every couple of hours, and that would be a good one. Uh, yeah, the, the humorous <laughs> side of it. <laughs> well, today in our conversation, I wanted us to talk about uh, the struggle that our son had in attaching to us, especially when he was younger. And again, he was placed with us when he was eight months old. And those first two or three years, it really was a struggle, right? And uh, in my book, I talk about in a chapter, securing your child's attachment. And that's in the book, Foster and Adoptive Parenting. And Again, I talk about how he struggled with attaching to us. And there's two stories I share in that chapter that really stick out in my mind. And he's a lot better today, um, but he still does what I call the, the trauma dance um, whenever, especially if he hurt, gets hurt or hurts himself or he gets angry. And instead of coming to me or to Danielle for comfort, he'll run around in circles or and it's almost like he's looking for a safe place to land and even though that still goes on today some, he's gotten a lot better. But um, I just want to talk through those two stories, Danielle, and, and kind of what you recall. You know, One was when I was out of the country, and I don't know, he was between two and three years old, if I remember, and and he got hurt, and he was yelling out for me or something. You want to pick it up from there and kind of tell us what happened, what you remember? and, and Yeah. So we were out in the... Uh front yard actually on the driveway playing and uh he fell and skint his knee um you know it wasn't a major crisis but it, it hurt and uh he I mean he fell pretty hard um and so I went down you know on my knees and put my arms out to embrace him but instead he uh started doing the trauma dance and that was him running in circles like a little crazy person you know mm -hmm. 
that's a, a good description, like looking for a place to land. He just kept running around in circles. I'm like, sweetheart, mommy's right here. Are you okay? Come here, buddy, and let me hold you. And the whole time he's just running in circles. And he starts screaming at me because he's mad. And what he's mad about is that his daddy's not there. And so I'm like, sweetie, you remember daddy's out of the country. He's going to be back. But mommy's right here. You know, I can comfort you. And he gets even madder and running around the circle, starts screaming at me and says, any daddy will do. Get a daddy. I need a daddy. (laughs) Um, You know, finally he calmed down. The pain subsided a little and he was able to let me at least look at his injury. Mm -hmm. Um, But he never was really able to let me comfort him. Uh, He, at that point in time in his life, just had attached with Kenny and not with me and just associated love and care and compassion with a man. Mm -hmm. Um, So he felt like any daddy would do. Yeah. You know, we're going to get into another story in a minute, but I can only imagine what that felt like when he was stiff arming you and, and just rejecting your, your love and your comfort. I'm, what do you remember that emotion feeling like? Mm. Well, for probably about a year, it was um, very painful. I remember crying myself to sleep at night. Um, just even remembering it today, it can kind of get emotional. Mm-hmm. It was it was really deep. Um, I just had this false expectation that he would attach with me and we would snuggle and... I would be the mommy who would be there when he got the boo-boo on his knee to love him and put the Band-Aid on. And mm-hmm. um, I would watch, you know, other moms who had biological children who were, you know, attached in a healthy manner, uh, comfort. And, um, you know, I would see them, look them in the eyes and say cuddly words back and forth mm-hmm. to each other. And uh, that was just literally non-existent um at that point in time uh he wouldn't even look at me Mm. Uh, we couldn't even hold eye contact and Mm so it was very painful uh throughout the day um you know i was trying to care for and nurture him the best that i could but it was a constant stiff arm and i can remember confiding in one of my girlfriends like you know i didn't realize how hard it would be to care for Nurture, take care of all the responsibilities of a little child who literally doesn't give you any loving affection back. Hmm. Um, it's it's hard to parent that way. It's 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 really it's just difficult. And so uh, my heart hurt a lot. Uh, I had to press through just all the emotion to care for him properly. And then when the day was over, I would just like I said, cry myself to sleep, and mm-hmm. then um, pray a lot. Right. And wake up the next day and uh, do it all over again. Yeah, I think even though it's tough to really recall those emotions and be in touch with them, it's it's so important to others that are in the same boat, you know, whether they're a mom or a dad, and their, their child is doing the same thing with them, not connecting, not attaching to them, and it is emotional. And, you know, it's my hope that if you're in that boat as a listener as a mom of a foster child or adopted child and that's happening to you that you know you realize that that there's nothing wrong with you um that it's um, not unique and 
at least that, hopefully that in itself will give you a little bit of hope. And we want to give you some hope as we continue talking about this today because we have seen improvement in, in the attachment with our son. Mm. You know, another thing that came to mind just then was, um, you know, I tried really hard to fight it, but, you know, it was a good year-long battle of him not attaching at all to me. And But it, he, at the same time, he was attaching to you. And there came a resentment, you know, mm-hmm. uh, toward that. I would hear other moms and dads say, oh, yeah, my son does that too, you know. I'll be with him all day long as the mom, and then when daddy comes home, dad's the hero, you know. Right. Um, and that's a typical biological story. Mm-hmm. But this was much more than that. Right. Um, those same moms who, you know, their kiddo might have been a little toot off and on throughout the day, um, didn't have that deep down core attachment issue going on all day long. Right. Um, where I was dealing with that all day long. And he was excited to see you at the end of the day. He preferred you, but it was really a true connection with you. Mm-hmm. He would sit in your lap and let you hold him. He would look you in your eyes. He would um, come to you if he was upset Mm -hmm. or hurt. Um, And literally there would be times that he would just push me out of the way to get to his dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's painful as a mom. And, you know, one thing that, a couple of things that come to mind is is just trying to understand why that was happening. You know, one is, even though he came to us as an eight-month-old, he was in his biological mom's womb for nine months, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of connection that happens between a biological mom and the child that, that she's carrying. And then he, you know, obviously lived with them um, at some level for eight months before he was placed in our home. And so you missed out on all that. That um, biological mom, you know, it's just you know the nurturing of the child when the child's in your womb, and then. You know, when they're an itty-bitty baby and just the, you know, the cooing and cuddling and stuff. And, and that does affect the, the wiring of the brain. And, right. and we've learned that. And and then I think part of the connection that he felt towards me, it seemed like he had a, a good connection or attachment to his biological grandfather. Right. And, and I remember seeing that uh, them interact a couple of times. And, and so I think maybe that transferred over to me some. And, mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, I want to get into this other story. The, the, the motion of it's not as deep, but it'll kind of lead into another aspect of how it really communicated to Daniel and I that, that our son wasn't very attached to us. And one was when we would be out maybe at the mall playground or at a you know outdoor playground and he's playing with some other kids and he's having a great time. And then the family that you have kids that he's playing with, they're, they're packing up and about to leave. I can't count on you know i know as many times where he would start following that family across the field or out the mall you know playground telling them hey i'd like to go home with you guys that do you remember that happening oh for about a year all the time like every time we went somewhere out in public and again you know i heard other biological moms say oh yeah my kiddo has done that or whatever but no this was like every time we were anywhere because he really wasn't attached to us as a family right he didn't understand family Mm -hmm. um and so you know i can remember him it being a revelation for us one day when he asked uh kenny if uh, if he were his daddy Mm. 
you know, and we found out from other biological families that, like, their kids never asked them that, you know. And so we mm -hmm. light bulbs started to go on that he just wasn't understanding the family unit. Right. And so he didn't realize, like, we went together as a package. Like, we came to the mall together right. or to the playground together, and we left together. Right. Um, so if he was having fun with somebody else, he thought, hey, that family will do, too. They have cool toys. There's this, they have this little boy that I can play with. So... Mm -hmm. Um, but really, he, he wanted to go home with everyone for a good six months to a year. He was yep. any family, it's any fi family would do. <laughs> That's right. Not only any daddy, but any family. Mm -hmm. it, it reminds me of a story I heard from another family that had fostered children or maybe adopted children. And when they would be at a restaurant, and this was, you know, their adopted son, pretty sure it was adopted son. And he was eight, nine, ten years old, and he would have to go to the restroom, and he would just get up from the table and walk over to another family and ask if if they could take him to their bathroom. Mm -hmm. And you know, same kind of thing as where, as you put it, didn't they? They have a hard time recognizing the fact that they are part of this family unit and that this is their mommy and daddy, and, mm -hmm. and it's a reflection of their attachment. You know, um, as I was sharing at the beginning of this podcast. He's got our son has improved greatly, uh, but he still struggles with it some, and um, and really, in fact, he has become, I think, very well attached to you as his mom, and and I love hearing him, even though it probably drives you crazy sometimes, hearing him across the house, you know, hollering out for you, mama or mommy, you know, just he really does see you as his as his mom, and um, and I think. The attachment between me and him has has kind of had some struggles, and we were talking about this earlier. But part of that is he, he has a foundation of trauma. We know that a history of trauma, and that affects his ability to attach. And even though early on he was feeling attached to me, things that I've done in the relationship has uh, hampered that or has wounded that a little bit. And and just being aware of how we interact. Yeah, our, how I interact as his dad can uh, affect how well we're attached. And so it's not just his history. Mm -hmm. That's that's a cause of it, but it's also the relationship we have now. And, and it, it, you know, me being angry with him or overreacting or being too rough with him um, causes him to push me away or stiff arm me at times. And mm -hmm. um, for me, it, it's sad, but it also it makes me more frustrated at times and, and just having to... You know, as I talk about in a, in a chapter later in the book, and there's also a great interview that you can access there with, with uh, Marshall Lyles talking about the attachment style that we bring to mm -hmm. a relationship as parents. And and that's where I feel those buttons pushed in me as you know, in that regard. But So we still, even though it's tons better, and he does see us as mom and dad today, and mm -hmm. he'll even sing song, make up songs, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, about us being the greatest mom or the greatest dad in the world, or <laughs> those kind of things. And it's fun, and it, it's it does, you know, touch those places in our hearts that we want to feel like as mom and dad. But what I wanted us to talk about a little bit is, you know, it's not that he got better with his attachment just kind of naturally. You did some things very intentional, mm -hmm. right? You want to talk about that some? Yeah, I, I really did. It was a year-long process where um, I just focused on some different things that I had learned. And one of them I tried to find in a book today, but I'm not really sure where I got it from. It was either from one of Karen Purvis, 
her book um, or the Empowered to Connect book or from our counselor or maybe it was a combination of three different things I had heard. But basically uh, what I did with him a couple of times a week was have real intentional play. And I would sit down on the floor with him. Uh, I would let him lead the playtime. Um, so if he wanted to play with trucks, I would play with trucks. And uh, as we were playing, uh, he would look at me in my eyes. And he didn't do that at all. Mm -hmm. uh, but when he would look up and get eye contact with, him, with me, I had several things that I said. Uh, and it may only happen like, in a 30-minute playtime two or three times, but I would say to him, Mommy's safe. Hmm. Or I would say, uh, Mommy would never intentionally hurt you. Hmm. Uh, Mommy loves you. Uh, you can trust Mommy. Mm -hmm. Just little things like that, that as we were playing, um, and I got that eye contact just for that second, I would make those kind of comments. Um and of course, I alluded earlier, you know, I really prayed over him and prayed uh, that God would attach his little heart to mine mm -hmm. and um, spent time intentionally, you know, praying for him and for our attachment together. Um, another thing that uh, I was thinking about just kind of came in and out of my head. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Maybe this was it because I was thinking, you know, we've also done some things where even even today, you know, he's six now, but we will do things, hold him, talk mm -hmm. to him, mm -hmm. interact with him as if he's eight months old or mm -hmm. uh, still a baby. And we've done that. I've seen you do that a lot over the years, <laughs> and I've done that. And, it's, and I've heard others, you know, recommend that, whether they're peers or, or counselors or teachers to, you know, capture, to, you know, um, bring into the relationship that things that he missed out on with us. I, and that's what it was. Um, it even happened last night, and he's six years old. Hmm. Um, but when he will crawl up into my lap and kind of lay almost like you would hold, you know, a child where their head is kind of cradled in the bend of your arm, you know, um, and he'll be kind of whiny like a baby would. Mm -hmm. um, and I just capture those moments and I'll just like rock him back and forth and I'll just coo and talk to him just like you would a baby. Mm -hmm. I'll do that little baby talk. Oh, precious, <laughs> how are you? Oh, you're my sweet little pumpkin. And really just baby talk him. And uh, he, he really... He just kind of eats it up. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something that was missed, I think, uh, a connection piece there. And so, um, you know, he doesn't do it often now that he's a bigger boy. Uh, and last night, even though he liked it, he told me, I am not a baby mama. <laughs> and I said, no, you're not. You know, you're not a baby. You're a big boy now. Um, but you could tell still deep within him, he, he longed for that kind of affection and attention and right. just nurture. And I've not as often as you have, but I've done that as well. And, you know, as a dad, sometimes we can be like, I'm not going to treat my son, you know, like a little baby or a little child. He is six years old or he is 10, whatever he is. But being able to, you know, tap into those things that they've missed can help, I think, with the attachment. And it's important, you know. Any other thoughts on this? I know it, it really hits some emotional 
wounds that you know are there or have been there but I appreciate you talk, sharing about it sure I would just um I guess kind of close out by saying encouragement words to moms out there who have adopted kids you know that um it, it may take work on your part, you know, that a biological mom doesn't have to work for, but it's so worth it. The, the play times. Excuse me. It's all right. Um, the holding them like a baby and loving on them and making sure you create some kind of safe connection where they'll look you in the eyes. Um, that all the extra work and all the extra attention and all the prayers are so worth it. You know, today he comes to me, he's attached to me, he'll sit in my lap, we can hug and love on each other, mm. uh, play together, laugh, just all the things that, um, you know, happen naturally with a biological mm. child. And really only today, the only time I ever see the attachment wound really come out is when he gets hurt. He'll still mm -hmm. run around sometimes and right. look for that place to land. Um, but we came so far mm -hmm. and believe that we will continue to attach and improve on that. So it's just hang in there, moms. It's worth it. Yeah, I agree. And you dads. <laughs> you bet. Thanks again, Danielle. I love talk, sitting and just talking and hearing you share your heart. I knew that potentially that was going to be a, a difficult conversation, and that's why I so appreciate my wife. She is willing to be authentic and vulnerable. Uh, I've seen her do that in relationships our whole married life, and again, I appreciate her heart. I hope that um, as we share from our hearts to, to you um, about the things that we um, work through as adoptive parents, that it helps you helps you to have hope for healing uh, for you and your child or children that have come from a hard place. Uh, I hope that you feel some encouragement that you are not alone in this journey and you can always reach out to us. Um, just go to my website and just send me a message through my website contact and would love to dialogue with you. It, um, I, I encourage you to do the hard work to invest in your child's attachment healing because not only is it going to help you as a parent as you relate to your child, but the more healing that takes place in your child's attachment, um, it's going to help them in every relationship for the rest of their life. And whether it be friends or work acquaintances, um, but even especially in their marriage upcoming if they do get married and so uh, even though it's hard as you heard from us uh, I encourage you to do that hard work so um, would you do me a favor um, if you benefited from this podcast would you go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast then would you do a rate and review uh, give it just an honest review and rate it and then share it with your friends I sure would appreciate that uh, we want this to be content that helps other people, other parents of children, especially that come from a hard place. And if, if you benefit from it, would you do that for me uh, and for them? I would appreciate that greatly. So again, thank you for joining us. And until next time, this is His Hands, His Feet.